There was a gentleman on TV night before last who said this is the most divisive case in the country today. So anything that undermines public confidence in what happens here is very important. It's important for this town. It's important for this country. That's Judge Bruce Schrader, who cited a comment made by a TV personality who called the Rittenhouse case the most divisive in the country. He stressed the need to get it right. That might seemingly be impossible without the dozens of live streamers and social media influencers on the street. Wednesday, technology was the star witness. Welcome to the Inside the Rittenhouse Trial podcast. So, Bob, talk about the issue with the confrontation clause and hearsay laws. They're introducing a video, with, except for Mr. Washington, the video that uh, the videos or pieces of videos, plural, that Detective Howard testified to. Everything that Detective Howard said about these videos is hearsay. He didn't take these videos. He pieced this together as part of his investigation. Commentator making comments on his video and people exchanging uh, statements. Um, if the if the person taking this video were to testify, there'd be no issue on on confrontation. He would say, this is the video I took, and this is what I heard. Obviously, whoever's making statements in the video that don't testify, that they can't confront them. Corey Washington testified today. He's one of the most popular live streamers in the Kenosha area, social media influencers. What did you make of his testimony? I was impressed with his desire to um, provide what you have to characterize as unbiased information, even though clearly the information he was providing was leaning heavily toward the state's case. Um, he, uh, he was providing a picture along with commentary of a relatively relaxed scene that although there were people milling about, it seemed fairly um, innocuous. So he's setting the stage for how it would feel in this environment, establishing the fact that there was nothing there that would make anybody, shall we say, trigger happy. The core of the state's evidence thus far has been live streamed video. The judge has told the jury not to pay attention to anything that has existed prior, but the core of the state's evidence is the same video that's existed. How do we make sense of that? Whatever you come into this courtroom with, um, leave at the door. And I used to tell my juries that, you know, it, it, we, we don't want you to use anything outside this courtroom except for your own common sense. Well, how does a jury, how does a juror forget about what they saw or heard anywhere? You know, they can try to disregard it and, and say, okay, I'm in here with an open mind. Let's say these jurors have seen the exact same videos they're seeing now and a few others at the same time. What are they going to do with that? How do they put that out of their minds? They can't. 
all right? The jurors bring their biases into the courtroom, and all you can ask them to do is not to decide the case based on their biases. The Inside the Rittenhouse Trial podcast is a production of WGTD. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Troy McDonald, with analysis by attorney Bob Sfashati. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.